Hey guys, hope everybody's good. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, decent weeks training. Um, something I would, you know, probably go on to say is a, a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people I help um, coach and then people I've been running with and then obviously myself um, getting very, just getting very close to being in those last three to four weeks. Um, as if I just smelt my socks. What an absolute manger. Um, just <laughs> what an absolute dirt bird. Um, yeah, just getting very close to those final. Um, I guess few few weeks were, and and the next few weeks are pretty much make or break for any marathon build up. And as I sort of seen, you know, when I look back at the training for the Olympics, there was actually there's a I one of the things I look at on Strava is obviously like the training log. I really like Strava's training log, um, and I it's the reason I actually like Strava. So I like that it has um, you know, everything can be color coded. So like sessions are a certain color, long runs are a certain color, um, and then I like the circles. The bigger the run you do, the bigger the circle. Um, I'm actually gonna have a beer, believe it or not. What a rebel. Um, I've decided that amongst many things, I was a much better runner when I actually had a couple of beers. Like if I look at, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not encouraging people like drink beer, but like in like 20, during COVID, I was like not the worst athlete in the world by any means, but I was like, you know, I was, I was probably drinking a bottle of red wine four or five nights of the week. And one bottle always turned into like one and a half and things like this. And then, but I didn't really let it bother me. Like I still got up the next day and got all my training done. It was always, it was also around about this time that I filled, <laughs> I filled a drawer in my fridge, like full of candy. So like Haribo and, um, and then like, I feel like then I went and I did, um, the camp in Font and then I worked really hard up there obviously and I didn't drink and I didn't do anything like that and you know I put in this really solid shift and then obviously I I you know got a lot of success from that but like there's a couple of things like you know seven weeks it was only seven weeks after I had literally been drinking four or five maybe bottles of red wine probably six bottles of red wine a week if I'm honest like you know it was probably like one and a half bottles three or four times a week and so if you look at that seven weeks later I go and run 6108 and then in the last year I you know I decided not to drink at all and then when you don't drink at all of course then you run the risk of when you do drink that you drink too much and you get greedy and, and that's when like Know, bad things tend to happen but look I'm not saying the answer the answer is always for everybody listening the answer is always having a nice balance right so you know training hard but like you know Saturday night um I had a couple of cider two cider which is nothing like two cider two copperbergs um and I had a chicken burger with halloumi um guacamole 
and then I had from a place called Dirtbird, like a, a, a please if anyone gets to try this, tell me how amazing it is. Um, it's just the the Dirtbird um dirty fries, um, and you basically just get dirty fries. Did I not? Oh, there's my laptop there. Um, maybe I didn't pack my laptop. That's mental. Um, so you get these dirty fries. Um, sorry, I'm I'm distracted. Get dirty fries, and they're basically chips with onion, mushroom, and I get curry sauce. But you can of course pick um different sauces or whatever. And I got distracted because I was telling you that I'm having a beer, and the reason I'm having a beer is because I think I was a better runner when I was just, and I'm going to say less serious, but I think people could forgive me um, for, for getting serious. Um, I'm distracted again. Um, Katie's just flying back from Belfast. She was over visiting to London, and I was actually supposed to go with her. Um, and I, I'll, I'll get on to that in a second. But less serious, um, and again, you can forgive me for getting super serious because you know, obviously, when you run sixty one oh eight, and you run you know two nine for a marathon, then the the automatic thing to do is to be like, um, oh, you know, if if I you know, if I trained, um, if I trained consistently and I didn't drink and I, and I didn't do this and I didn't do that, you know, um, I would have ran way better. Oh my God. If I hadn't have, you know, for three months over lockdown, drunk red wine, but here's the thing. In order to drink a bottle of red wine, I used to cycle as hard as I could on the turbo for like 80 minutes. So I earned the bottle of red wine. So I used to like, the deal I used to make with myself was, if you do Alp de Zwift, which is, you know, up the mountain in on the Zwift game, or Turbo, etc., etc., not game, then I earned the bottle of wine. And so, like, the balance was that I didn't just not train and then have the bottle of wine. Like I, I earned it is what I'm sort of saying. Um, but of course, when you run 6108 and 209, at the time you're thinking, and, and everyone will understand this, after every race you you scheme and think, oh my God, this could have went so much better if I didn't do this, if I didn't do that. And you clamp down on a lot of things. And one of the big things I thought was, you know, the alcohol. And so, but I, I used to sit and drink a bottle of red wine with my buddy Lee and, you know, we laughed. We'd laugh the entire night. Now, what probably didn't help the bottles of wine was the big bag of magic chocolate buttons that went with it and the crisps. Um, and so um, there's pros and cons. So I'm having a beer, and I've probably just talked about five minutes about why I'm having it. But I, I also just really like having a beer, you know, like long before antidepressant medication the only reason I ever 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 was talking about antidepressant medication was um because Tim I text Tim um a picture of a Guinness and said 
oh, like once I have a Guinness, you know, I, I really, everything calms down and I get a little bit of me time because it all, um, yeah, it, it all just relaxes. Everything just relaxes. Um, and, and he then wrote back and said, um, you know, there's, there's medication for that. Um, and so look, there we are, but I like having a beer because after having like, I think I had <laughs> one cider last night and one Desperado. And I swear I was thinking I was a bit tipsy. I was sitting here like a little bit like, ooh, am I a bit tipsy? Or, um, and that's really quite funny. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm having a beer. Anyway, what I was talking about, um, was it's the final three, four weeks and, um you know this is when things can get i i think i think nerves can just start playing a big role and you can get easily upset about things you can start to read into things a little bit too much maybe like how the body's feeling um how a session went how how you believe you should feel at marathon effort is a big one people will have an idea of what marathon effort or marathon pace should feel like even though if you think about it logically, it doesn't fucking matter how it feels. All that matters is that you can run 26 miles at that pace. And that's kind of what I learned at London. You know, I, I, I felt way better the day of Antrim, you know, a year ago than I did the day at London. But it didn't really matter that I didn't feel good and that it didn't feel comfortable. All that mattered is that for 26 miles, I was able to run 457 pace and you know luckily my body didn't slow or blow up and so the next three four weeks is very much practicing um being as controlled as possible at speed not overcomplicating it not getting into a mental headspace where you're i was at the track today with katie um and she was doing a bit of a session and i could see very quickly that she was starting to get a bit negative and she's had a pretty tough week she, there's a lot going on down in the league final coming up and you know she's been pushing and um i could just tell it was getting to a place where it was starting to the, her her thought process and her emotions was starting to push a wee bit negative and she was getting a little bit uptight and with that comes tension in the shoulders and and um a bit of stress and so when she finished an 800 all i said was hey like you know stop beating yourself up you're okay you know as like try to be try to be present here today in the now in the rep you're in and not thinking about how the effort feels today how you want it to feel next thursday at the zurich diamond league final you sometimes we just get a little bit ahead of ourselves and instead of just thinking i'm at the track right now doing this session I'm still hitting my splits. We're thinking, oh, this feels too hard. And if it feels like this on Thursday, I'm in big trouble. Kitty hit every single one of her splits magically well. And and everybody does it. Every single elite athlete, professional, amateur, club runner, gym jogger, gym the jogger, sorry, whatever. We all we all go to a place where we start just beating ourselves up a bit and asking maybe a bit too much of ourselves and especially in the last three to four weeks before a marathon because the expectation starts to go up but 
what happens in the last three, four weeks before a marathon is you start to get a bit tensed. So you're getting stressed, you're getting nervous, anxiety, pressure, nerves, everything gets a bit tense. And so sometimes the effort doesn't feel easy. And normally when the effort feels easiest is when you've done about a 20 mile run on a Sunday, you've gone out on the Tuesday, maybe two days later, three days later, you're doing a marathon effort. Your expectation is zero because you've probably done a 20 miler on Sunday. You might have even got pissed drunk that afternoon. You rock up on Tuesday to do your marathon effort and you have no expectation whatsoever because you've had the beers, you've, you've done this big long run. And so your expectation's really low. And then you end up feeling incredible. And, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, like what's happening here? You know, what, what just happened? And I find that incredible. But then all of a sudden when, you know, you're into the, you're into the final four weeks and, and maybe you've, you've tapered things down a little bit and things like this, you know, all of a sudden tension can get a bit high. You can be a bit stiff. Marathon effort can feel a bit robotic. And all of a sudden you start judging yourself quite heavily because you think to yourself, oh, no, at London or oh, no, at Belfast. You know, I, I don't want to be feeling like this for 26 miles. But I'm telling you not to do that. I haven't even had a sip of my beer yet, guys. That's how selfless I am for this podcast. I've also lost it. Oh, there it is. Just a wee second. So, look, I just had a really good week. Um, I came off the half marathon at Antrim and I've just ran 104 miles, would you believe? So this is why I really like getting beat. And I mean getting beat in terms of my own personal ambition and my own internal expectations and things like this. So I actually got beat physically as well. Like in obviously at the Olympic Games, I got beat quite by a lot of people. I think everybody, unless somebody dropped out before me, in which case I might be able to class that as a, a scalp. Who knows? Anyway, I really like getting beat or let's call it underperforming or um, underperforming, getting beat, subpar performance, whatever you want to call it. I like it because one of two things happen either you can give up which is absolutely fine if you want to give up give up um i am I'm, I'm not gonna um you know i'm not gonna judge if, if people you know if, uh, i i give up so many times it's unbelievable it's it's sometimes the first reaction to defeat is you just you don't see any other option but to give up and sometimes you need to give up to then realize in a couple of weeks' time you really miss running and, and things like that. Um, so either you give up or you keep doing everything the exact same way as you were doing it. And a lot of people do that. Um, you know, maybe you just keep doing stuff the exact same way. You somehow believe that and, – and sometimes you might be right. You believe that something else was causing a poor performance. Um, or um, you do something about it. Um, 
you make changes, you make the necessary changes um, to basically to be better. Um, and for me personally, I've, I'm going to tell you, that's why I loaded up Strava. Oh, I love it. Me and Strava are best buddies. So I've loaded up Strava. And this is what I also want to tell you. I'm going to go way back to June. All right, here we go. June 7th, 95 miles. June 14th, 106. June 21st, 96 miles with a 27-mile long run. Do you know what? That 27-mile run is going to go down as a mistake. It's quite interesting, that. I'm a, I'm a big, big believer in like accountability, like holding yourself accountable. And that was a really three really good weeks. In fact, the week before was 88. So you have 88 with a rest day. Um, did I travel to America that day? I did. So, so there we go. So 88 with a rest day and I traveled to America. 95, 106, 96. But there was a mistake. I was supposed to do 21 miles on the Sunday. I decided to do 27. I remember it nearly killed me. It was really, really hard. So then I decided to have an easy week. <clears throat> but I was going to have the easy week anyway, because that's three or four pretty good weeks. And I thought, let's have an easy week. So I have an easy week. And there's nothing wrong with having an easy week. But then what happens next is I get a cold. So I have a week of 50. Then I get a cold, 50. I still have a cold, 50. 72. But now it's July 25th. It's July 25th and I've gone 50, 50, 50, 72. Then I travel to Tokyo, 60 mile. And then I run 46 mile the week of the Olympics. And so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks leading into the Olympics. Seven weeks and my biggest week is 70. The rest are 50, 50, 50, 46 and 60. Now, it wasn't, when you get a cold, when you get sick, when you get like a viral infection, I don't think it was my fault. And the reason I say that is because I really was living like the lifestyle of an absolute fucking champion. Like I wasn't drinking. I was in bed at half eight every night. I had, you know, my calm drink. I I was living by the book. I really was. Now, I was dieting quite aggressively. And so... When you run a 27-mile run and you're trying to lose weight. So the difference is I ran 21 miles this morning. And last night I had the dirt bird and the big chicken burger. Really high-calorie meal plus the cider. Today I've had um, I had porridge when I came back. And then I sat and drunk tea at the track while you know Katie was doing her session. Then I had um, two muffins. Muffin with cheese. Muffin with peanut butter and jam. Um... I feel like lunch was squeezed in there somewhere too. I had a bagel with salmon, chicken, uh, scrambled eggs. Basically, what I learned from wearing the Super Sapiens um, on my the back of my arm was that on a Sunday, if you don't fuel every one to two hours, um, it's the one day of the week where the energy levels really struggled. And obviously, it's the long run day. So, And I do a long run fasted, so I just have a wee coffee in the morning, then away I go. But if you don't, if you don't eat consistently throughout the day, every hour and a half, two hours, those energy levels really start to, you know, drop. And 
go into a, a, a pretty bad place. Now, the accountability element is probably um, is is probably I made mistakes. I I did a long run that was too much. I was I was dieting either side of the long run, so I ended up breaking down, getting sick. So, was the final um, eleven weeks my fault that everything sort of struggled and went downhill and you know I only average probably like 62 mile a week I don't know the answer one answer you would say um is that I prioritize being healthy above all else for the Olympics so whenever I got the cold I prioritize being healthy so I only ran seven miles a day if if, 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 if it was a normal marathon, London, Boston, etc., etc., my mantra a year ago was get fit or get fucked. If I'd have got a cold, I'd have just kept going. Get fit or get fucked. You don't run seven miles a day to let the cold go away. You you get the work done. The training's a prescription. Now, remember this is all just advice and my learning. I'll never, ever just do seven miles a day when I have a cold ever again. Because I'll tell you something, I'd rather drop out of an Olympic marathon because I tried my absolute best, no matter what, to do the training, almost like it was a prescription, 100 mile a week, 110 mile a week, biking, whatever you're going to do. I'd rather have to drop out because I fucked it up in that respect than having to drop out because of a lack of fitness. That's that's a much harder pill to swallow, I suppose you could say. So, look... You're into the last three, four weeks, potentially, a lot of listeners. Um, you know, just be sensible. Just, you know, get the work done. Don't do too much. Don't do too little. Don't get lazy. Um, fuel your training. Don't make the mistake I made of, you know, trying to cut weight too much. The reason I had to cut weight loads was, you know, because I had over it before I went on camp. And so I went on camp a bit heavier than usual and, and so had a lot of work to do to get the weight down to a fucking imaginary figure that I made up myself that is race weight. Um, so yeah, lots of mistakes. But look, that's 104 miles this week. I did, I, I was talking earlier about basically win or learn, right? The win or learn mentality. Keep doing stuff the same, adapt, change things, hope for a better result, etc., etc. I did the Olympic marathon. A week later, I ran 80 miles. A week after that, I ran 108. Then I ran 80 and raced Antrim. And now I've just ran 104. I will not be bringing that back under 100 for the next three weeks. Because now it's like, I just see it as like it's what I have to do now. Because if you want to be competitive with, you know, some of these amazing um, runners, Americans, Africans, etc etc the work needs to be done so the plan is to get the work done to do it well to to do don't 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 prioritize marathon stuff too much you know we get stuck in a trap of marathon effort feels quite comfortable and good um and so don't be afraid to go to the track and still do um you know like some like 5k 10k type stuff and bring that 
you actually can gain more in the last probably three four weeks bringing your vo2 side of things up that'll improve a lot quicker than like the marathon type stuff but of course if you've had a limited build-up then you need to like you know still crack on with some marathon type stuff but i'm just saying don't fall into a trap that i've done in the past of doing you know i'm i'm a magician at going and doing 15 to 18 miles at like 505 to 510 but it's really comfortable effort for me but then as you've seen at antrim when i try to pick that up to like 450 it's like I have to really work. Like it's like night and day the difference, and that's because I probably neglect doing um the like the I I I came quite far away from like the track stuff that where you really push and you're really breathing and you're really hurting a bit. Um, so yeah, like don't 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 neglect that kind of stuff. You can do like short hills, like five to eight times, you know, eighty meter hills, pretty hard um and that would you know that's absolutely fine that's that's for neuromuscular power which i think personally helps you sustain a higher heart rate for longer and i haven't been doing that so i could look now and i i was actually supposed to do it tonight but my calf's been a wee bit there's nothing wrong with my calf it needs a bit of treatment but i'm not going to go and hammer hills on it when i've just ran 103 miles so sometimes sometimes you have to make some sacrifices i suppose you could say and with obviously with me racing the half only a week ago and jumping straight back into full training and then and i didn't really taper for the half because if you run 108 mile and i think i ran about 25 mile last sunday it's not exactly a taper i don't know if i'd really call that a taper like the last sort of five days or whatever you take it a bit easier but you still run a fair amount but look um that's kind of my update the the volume's going to stay high the volume's the number one priority i am going to try to include some of the local races in belfast oh i actually have something else to say the the number one priority for the next lot of weeks is to um simplify life no more no more run-ins with people on airbnb or gumtree or um unnecessary travel or anything like that like the plan now is is just to keep keep life very simple i suppose you could say because i seem to be doing a pretty shitty job um at simplifying life and my my new mantra my new motto is going to be you know what what would Kipchoge do? And I and I really like that because it's kind of like, like what would Kipchoge do? I know Kipchoge. Well, Kipchoge might sit and have a glass of wine. Actually, you'd be surprised. Like the Africans do enjoy their wine. Um. Plus, you don't. I'm not just saying this because I'm sipping on a beer. You, you don't have to change everything about your life. But when I say what would Kipchoge do, I just mean. You know, would he leave his house at nine o'clock in the morning, do a run, you know, go for a sauna, go to the gym, go for lunch at General Merchants, go see the granny, go to the shops to pick up something from Argos and then get back to the house at four o'clock and all he's done is a 10 mile run? Probably not. I think where they simplify life quite a lot, these Africans are doing really well, is... um. 
just keeping things really simple, getting the run done, coming home, drinking tea in the garden, and then going for a wee lay down. And so when I probably get back in the house at like 4 p.m., I'm probably thinking to myself, fuck, I have to go run in like an hour. And actually Kipchoge ran at six and probably got back to his house at like eight, had tea, and then maybe doesn't run again to 4.30. And so he has like, how many hours is that? It's a lot, isn't it? Four, five, six, seven, eight, about eight hours before he runs again at like four o'clock. And like that whole time, it, he might do some chores around the house. And I've heard, I've heard little bits and bit pieces about what they do, but like they certainly aren't driving up and down the Lisburn Road looking for a parking space and getting stressed at the traffic and blah blah blah. So that's the simplify life a little bit. And I and I would urge people as much as they can to do that. I know we all have chores. I I know we all have things to do, but just try simplify things a little bit. Try not to create tasks for yourself just because you feel the need to or um you know it's what you normally do or you can always make a bit of time or make a bit of space for not having to do that so look i'm gonna leave you guys there i think i was a bit slow today and i rambled a little bit but i hope i covered some useful thing i am trying to get youtube back up and running and even though when i live the mantra of what would kipchoge do he probably wouldn't be doing youtube but sometimes you can do things a little bit unique to yourself and so um i'm just trying to decide my gopro is in america and i'm trying to decide do i invest in another camera or do i get my gopro sent it's a lot of tough decisions guys a lot a lot of tough decisions but i'm not going to go and do some coaching sunday is coaching day so um i'm going to send out some schedules i'm going to tell everybody that i've been helping to calm down because you know it's just a marathon it's just running and it's something that we literally get a benefit from every single day if you're out there running and you're training or you did today or you will tomorrow you get a benefit from this every day not just the big days sometimes we place way too much importance on the big days and don't appreciate that you know we're we're really benefiting from this every single day so look i appreciate you listening and i hope you guys are all doing really great and i will catch up soon